Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Spiritual Leader. I'm your host, Darren Baldwin, and I'm joined once again with my good friend, Adam Hershey. Glad to be here. I'm glad to have you, bro. We had a good little uh, first run at it. Uh, last week's podcast, we kind of, I think we were kind of floundering around a little bit. We thought we had a direction, then we kind of got into this, <laughs> hey, it's this is real-time stuff. This is what God wants. Yeah, so I, I really enjoyed that uh, conversation. But uh, I think what we were talking about on the last podcast was kind of jumping into maybe some of uh, your experiences uh, in this current season. Uh, you're in the process right now, boots on the ground, as you boots said a minute on the ago. Ground. You're launching a new church. That's right. And just maybe talk a little bit about, you know, where you are, what you're doing, and then we'll get into some of the processes involved sure, with all that. Sure, in uh, 2018, God said to me in prayer, take my heart to the heartland. Mm. And uh, so we've moved up to Iowa. We're in the west side of Des Moines, Iowa, planting a church called Compelling Church. Mm. It'll grow into, we believe, Lord willing, it'll grow into a network of churches and and be able to help um, spread the gospel of Jesus Christ all over, mm. right? So we're, we've uh, connected with several people. Um, it's not a work you can do alone. And... Uh, We've brought a church planting team together, some other individuals that when I talked to them, God placed it on their heart. They, they felt the leadership uh, from the Holy Spirit to, to make changes in their life that mm. were gospel-centered, not just convenience-centered. Mm. Um, we have people that have moved to Des Moines from Chicago. We have people who've moved from Des Moines um, from, uh, let's see, Texas is where we moved from at the time. And uh, from the other side of the state, they moved to Des Moines. We've just got people from different areas of the country. Uh, we had somebody, we've had three people move from Tulsa uh, that just said, this, I'm supposed to be involved with this work. We're supposed to build together. Mm. And so we've been building now for about a year. Mm. Yeah. That's got to be, uh, I've never launched a church. Uh, we were talking the other day. I've actually, <laughs> I'm not... <laughs> Years ago, I was probably more intimidated by that than most other things that I thought that I God could have called me to do. Now, having grown now over the last several years and gone through this restructuring and renovation of this uh, ministry that we're at now, um, I would probably be a little bit more open to the idea if the Lord mm -hmm. said, I want you to go launch a church. But you're... you're uh, What's it like? What's it like launching? I mean, wow, we're, you're we're talking about me leadership. This. I mean, the, the, what I was going to say was the whole thing's on you. I mean, uh, you and your wife I, and your whole, family are carrying it. The whole thing is on God. Yes. And, um, you know, I will say this right away. We talked in our last podcast about being real, yeah. right, in our mm -hmm. leadership, being real, living out the core values that God's placed in us, placed in our, our church, um, and... There is nothing more uh, real than the suffering that comes with planting a church, in my opinion. So uh, if God has not called you to get into church planting and plant a church, don't do it. Um, you're not graced for it. But if you're graced for it, then you need to get trained for it, prepared for it, and launch out in it. You know, and I'd, I'd say this, uh, Pastor Darren, I would say this, that, you know, you came here, you've taken over the church, it's grown over the years, and God may not 
you know, call you to go start from ground level like I have, but he's probably going to call this house to start to mother other churches and start to send church planters out. So you just be ready and just be raring for when that day comes. Look at you getting all prophetic. Hey, come on. Trying to get up here. Get get up in here being all prophetic. Hold on now. Hold on. Wait a minute. God's got something for you. It's in the works. I'll take that, bro. He's putting the uh, framework in place that so that you can do that. But yeah, uh, so for us, we, we met with this great group of people that God brought together. The church started last August um, on the, our back deck where I just opened up the book of Luke, chapter 4, verses 18 and 19, where mm. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, you mm. know, and he's graced me to do this, uh, to bring, you know, healing to the brokenhearted, recovery of sight to the blind, you know, and all those things. And I just said, Powerful. this is what God's called us to do. Uh, are you willing to sit at my feet and learn as the leader of this and, and just join together, join arms, join our faith, um, join our finances and our time and our energies and all those kind of things and just pour into this for the sake of something that is totally, completely beyond you. I mean, there's nothing more selfless to do than to plant a work for God, to preach the gospel to people that you've never even met yet. You just pray for them, you you get on your knees for them, you intercede for them, and then you go to them. Uh, wow. You go to a culture. You go to a, a culture. Every city has a different culture. Every people group has a different culture. And so you have to study that culture by the Holy Spirit and then launch out into the deep. Wow, this is powerful, man. I'm just sitting here soaking this up, bro. <laughs> well, I, Having we, never planted a church, I mean, this is, I'm, I'm eating this well, up, man. It's interesting. I'm it's picking wonderful. up the spirit of what you're saying, the yeah. attitude, the spirit behind actually a church plant or a launch. Yeah, it's gospel centered. If it's anything, if it's anything about ego, give up. Hang it up. You're gonna you're gonna get burnt. Uh, if it's any if it's anything about what you, you know what you want out of it, then you might as well quit now. But if you're all in, you know you're willing to get on your knees and, and serve God, then uh, then and God's called you to plant a church, then I have tons of different organizations that will help train you for free even to mm. plant a church. Um, and then beyond that, you know, we, we haven't done it alone. You know, your church um, has sown into our work and other churches up in the Midwest have sown into our work. We had one church give us uh, our first soundboard. We had another church um, give us microphones. We have another couple churches that are supporting us monthly um, to be able to do this, and and uh, we're just trusting God. That's yeah, powerful. I was curious, um, as you were kind of describing the, the process of launching, uh, this thought came into my mind. Have you encountered, even on your own team, or have you worked with somebody closely in this process that was just, I'm trying to think of the right way to say it, like just a complete butthead. <laughs> I mean, have you had any challenges with people in in the launch where it's really it was kind of like a make or break scenario or something that could have been destructive or I'm yeah, just curious. Absolutely. I'm just curious. You've had, you know, anytime anytime that you are taking territory from the enemy, he doesn't like it and he's going to come into every weak point that he can find in any team. Um, so yes, we've run into situations where, uh, a couple people that were living together, um, they were relatives living together, part of our team, um, just couldn't get along. Uh, we've had situations where, uh, <laughs> people, well, Go figure we, la- we, we laugh about not getting along, but 
you know, when it ends up being such a fight that, you know, part of your plant team doesn't show up at church, uh, that's a big deal, right? And, um, you know, when people are willing, are considering giving up on your planting team because they can't get along with one another, uh, that's a big deal, you know? And so, you put on your pastoral hat hey, you, you know go in there and you do some counseling sessions. That's actually a crazy. I was just thinking about the case in the book of Acts where Paul and uh, is it Barnabas? No, not Barnabas. Uh, Mark. Yes, John Mark. Yeah, yeah, he sent him pack and he's like, I can't deal with this guy anymore. <laughs> and they separated. He oh, sent yeah. him on his way. Yeah, and yeah. I had to say, you know, there's been wow. times where Heidi and I just, you know, have felt like, you know, in our flesh, in your flesh, you know, you, you just, you want to give up. And there's been times you lay your head on your pillow at night and just say, I give up. Mm. And then the grace comes fresh every morning and you wake up and you say, thank you, Lord. This is the day that you've made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This isn't my church that I'm building. This is your church that I'm building. Jesus said, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So it's not my responsibility to fix everything. It's my responsibility to obey. It's my responsibility to be faithful with the grace he's given me when I don't know to ask for help. And uh, there's there, asking for help is humbling. Um, but I think we all need to do it from time to time. Yeah. So yeah, our, our team has definitely struggled with different things. You know, uh, when people do move to a new community, they don't, they lose, um, all the relationships that they've built in another community and they have to figure out how do I build those in another community? And, um, that can be a lonely season church planting. And for, even for a team can be a lonely season. We're a multi-generational team. So our oldest, uh, church planters in late fifties and our, our youngest church planter is early twenties. Mm. And so that's quite a difference, you know, in what they deem fun on the weekends. Right. And if you're working together all the time, you don't necessarily want to spend time together outside of when you're working together all the time. So, you know, there's these feelings of loneliness and where, where am I going to fit in and how am I going to, how am I going to find a new life here? Mm. And, and then God uses that. God uses that so that you get out in the community and wow. you start meeting people. You start fixing your loneliness by injecting these people who don't know Jesus into your life, who you can invite into your life, invite into your church and invite to Christ. And that, that's what we've seen that, you know, when, when people were lonely and God brought these friendships, those friendships ended up coming to the church. When, you know, and that, that's just how it's it works. Super interesting, the whole process of, uh, I, I'm just thinking along, you know, because I've gone down this road of starting a church many times, just thinking through what it would be like. And, uh, you know, we think like you're going to the coffee shop to get a coffee. You're starting this church and every person's a potential <laughs> church member, you yep. know, yep. like the, the barista making your coffee. Hey, you know, get to know them a little bit. And then you build friendships and that becomes an interesting part of evangelism. Really, That's right. Have, uh, Connecting with people and just the whole thing's just interesting to me. Yeah, and it, it takes a kingdom <clears throat> kingdom DNA mindset, mm. you know, where you know if there are already churches in the town uh, that you know you're not going in there to steal people's sheep. Sure, you know, sure. Uh, but who has God called you to reach? Go in there to reach those people, make friends, make relationships, build the kingdom. Mm. Yeah, build that's the kingdom. awesome. I love that. Super powerful. Um, I was thinking about uh, one of the, the, from the last podcast, we were talking about core values. And uh, one of the core values that I had on 
that I have on our ministry uh, thing that came from my heart through, I didn't just sit down and just say, oh, we need core values. We're going to write them out. <laughs> uh, but really, like I was saying in the last podcast, the Lord really walked me through that process. And it was, Adam, probably a two to three year or better process for me. I, I knew it was important for me because when you're doing a work, it's like the work you wanted to have a strong foundation, right? Anything we do, family, yep. career, yep. you know, whatever, ministry, et cetera. It's like you, you need, you want things to last. You wanted to have a strong foundation. Unfortunately, a lot of our culture now is they want everything with expedience. They want it now. They, you know, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Mm-hmm. And we were talking yesterday in the car about generational, uh, I think the conversation was on generational wealth. Yes. And how like uh, certain people groups have, you know, taken the wealth from generations past and they've accumulated, passed it on and passed it on. And we just don't think like that. Uh, I think in our modern culture, especially in church life, we're thinking about the now and the thing, you know, what we can do today and next week and this year. But it's just so powerful. And when I was building, taking over this church, I knew that I wanted the foundation to be sure. I wanted the foundation, and I knew that those core values were essential to my personal success and the success of the uh, organization. So I took probably, like I said, probably a good three years to really soak over those things. And my wife, you know, we were, she wasn't co-pastoring with me then, but she was still my wife, obviously. And she would ask me all the time, Darren, like she had this kind of thing, like, why are you putting so much time into these core values? And honestly, back then I didn't even know. Right. I just, the Lord was kind of bringing me through this. Led by the spirit. Powerful. So one of those core core values was people first. Wow. Yeah. That's one of our core yeah. values is, and dude, this is so powerful. I have had the Lord and my wife and I now, now she gets it. She sees it now, the importance of these core values, but we have had to use that core value more in the last couple of years than I ever thought we would when I first developed it. Wow. When I heard from God and you know, I got that from a mutual friend of ours, a mentor of mine, Chris Musgrove. Mm-hmm. He said that they do school assembly programs and they do gospel presentations at the at night and et cetera. He said they'll go into a venue and their number one priority is how many people can we fit in here? How many people can we fit in this venue? He said they will leave 50% of their equipment on the trailer to make more room for, for people. people. Wow. And that, that hit me right in the heart when I heard him talk about that, you know, over the years. And that became like a formative thing for me to come to this conclusion of one of our core values of people first. So I'll give you an example. Uh, We had just several situations over the last couple of years where we were, you know, looking at ministry performance over actual people. Oh, yeah. And it's just, isn't that interesting? Yeah. How in now in previous ministry generations that I've been in connection with, it, there always seemed to be an attitude, Adam, of you got to protect the image of the church. Hmm. You know, you got to protect the facade of everything's okay here at this ministry. You know, this is back in the day. They found out, you know, hey, somebody in the choir smokes cigarettes. You got to get them out of there. Get them out of the choir. You can't smoke and be in the yeah. choir. Yeah. Yeah. And 
they basically, or if they found out, you know, granted, some things are common sense. You know, if you got somebody on the stage doing ministry and they're having multiple affairs, right? That's probably something you need to sit down and have a conversation <laughs> with them about. Yeah. But I found that it was done in the wrong spirit. It was okay. done in a spirit that did not put the people first. Did not value people. No, it did. It valued ministry, which is kind of an oxymoron if you think about it. You're telling me you value you value the ministry. And really, the purpose of the ministry is to serve people. So what you're saying in that is that they were actually valuing the business yes. of the ministry. Yes. And the, the, the business, somebody said it, nickels and noses. They want to have people sitting in the chairs, and they want to have good offerings. Now somebody mm. said, that's kind of harsh. It mm. is what it is, folks. There are ministries all over the world <laughs> oh, that live for nickels and noses. Yep. They want to see people yep. fill in their places, and they want to have their offerings stay, stay uh, and healthy that, and, that and high. attitude becomes a value. That value trickles into their relationships and the way they treat people. And yeah. what you're saying is it's about the people first. It's not about the nickels. It's not about the noses. It's about the people, mm. right? I, 100%. Yeah. And we've had to navigate through some of those uh, those circumstances where it was hard. It was hard to actually put the people first. Maybe uh, when we get into the next podcast, we'll get into some both of our core values. We'll just okay. dump them out on the table yeah, and discuss fun. them. Because, you know, maybe somebody's watching and, you know, they're in an organization. Maybe they're a pastor, a minister, whatever. Maybe you run a business, even if you run a family. Right. You got to have some ideas of like, hey, these are the things that are most important to the us. The secret is if you're in any sort of leadership, you have values you're espousing. Mm-hmm. You just may not be you doing may not it on them. purpose. You may not know, be, even be aware of them. <laughs> you're communicating yeah, them. Yeah, 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 everybody's, yeah. Everybody's reacting to them, but you may not be doing it on purpose. Yeah, it's super interesting. Anyway, I hope you got something out of this. Uh, Adam and I will be with you for the next podcast. So until then, hey, we love you. We're praying for you. We believe in God for you and with you. Uh, we believe this is a season of tremendous breakthrough and Amen. harvest. So, yes. hey, until next time, we'll see you. Be blessed.